Welcome to the Browns Wire podcast. Uh, today we're going to continue our special draft. I don't know what do you want. To, what do you want to call it? Their draft special. Yeah, last, draft special. Round mock. Yeah, last night we did the first round mock. I think it went pretty well. We got some pretty interesting fe- interesting feedback. But before I get into that, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give us a five star review or one star, whatever you please. If you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this is the Brown Wire, Browns Wire podcast. I'm Josh Keatley. With me is Adam Moore. Um, Adam, I feel like it went pretty well. You liked it, huh? You had, had a good time, right? I had a good time, yeah. Ho- hopefully everybody out there that listened to it had a good time as well. I know uh, we, we've, we've gotten a little bit of feedback. I mean, I really appreciate it, honestly, personally. So I mean, what do you think about it? Uh, we had some super technical issues, and everybody let me know about it. And <laughs> I want to thank everybody for doing that, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, I want to talk about one specific person. And uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but in our Facebook group, there's the Browns Wire Facebook groups, uh, the Browns Wire Podcast Facebook group. Please go on and join. Uh, but Jake Overby is super active on there. Okay. We've known Jake for a long time. He comments on everything. He sent, I guess they give him like a little, little leaf. Did you know a little Facebook founding member leaf? Nice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he sent he sent both of us an email with his critiques of our first round, dude. And most it. of it, yeah, like he agreed with a lot of it. But dude, he pounded me into the dirt on the Cole Komet pick, dude. He said he would bet me twenty dollars <laughs> that Cole Komet doesn't go in the first round. Which <laughs> I, I don't would, have the I balls to do. I would agree with him, but yeah, well, I know you say, said that yesterday. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, he hey, could, but I, mean, I think I think the technical issues kind of add to the charm of our our little operation here. The only reason Adam is saying that is because he knows he's the reason for the technical issues, <laughs> and he's not the reason that has we. He's not the person that has to edit him out, so he doesn't care. Yeah. Right, right. I'm just bitch. I'm just trying to put a little positive spin on it. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened, but it's, yeah, sometimes why? it's. I mean, it's just like watching a dirty movie. Sometimes you want to watch something that's amateur, right? <laughs> right. That's how podcasts work. You want to listen to amateur podcasts. Yeah, but yeah. but today we're gonna go two over dudes in a laptop. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Laptop, so. Oh yeah! It's been freezing up. Separate tabs. Got a word document open. Today we're gonna do the second round of the third round. Uh, we're pretty stoked. Jake also pointed out there's a lot of talent left. There's a lot of guys that he was surprised that didn't go in the first round. Uh, you know, a couple quarterbacks he mentioned Jordan Love specifically. Um, he was pretty adamant that he felt that someone was gonna trade up for Jordan Love, which we we talked about. Um, but we talked about how there's no trades. Uh, I'm trying to think of. There's a couple other people that hit us up. Um, I got ripped on a lot for the Cole Komet thing. Other than that, though, I think we were we were a okay. You there was one pick. Oh, Gladney, Gladney, Gladney. Yeah. Jake and someone on Twitter said that you were an idiot for taking Gladney. Um, but I I do disagree with that. I had I told you I had a couple corners higher than Gladney. Yeah. But uh, someone said that they didn't even have him as a first round target. I do disagree with that. I do like Gladney. But yeah, so we you know they liked what we had to say some of them, and then they disliked what we had to say. Yeah. D- different strokes, I guess. And but like I said, we mentioned it. There's quarter- cornerbacks three through eight. Just shuffle them up, and whatever one's on top of the deck, you know, you you can ha- you can make an argument for that person being the best of the rest, if you will. And Gladney's a part of that group. AJ Terrell, who's still on the board. Uh, we talked about Trayvon Diggs. You know, these these right. cornerbacks are really close, in my opinion. And, and, you know, who knows what teams what teams have on their big board. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see either one of these cornerbacks go above the others. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I, if, you're, if you're ready, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. We can get started if you want. You ready? Yeah, absolutely. All right, with the 33rd overall pick in the NFL draft, first pick of the second round, the Cincinnati Bengals are now on the clock. Adam? 
All right. In my opinion, the Bengals have uh, three or four, you know, primary needs they need to address in this draft. First, being quarterback, they've done that with the first overall pick. They're going to need to address the linebacker position as well as the offensive line, uh, particularly offensive tackle, as well as uh, wide receiver. So uh, this is jo- Josh Jones having fought, fell this far really surprises me. Uh, but Josh, I know you're going to hate me for this. That is not my pick. I'm going to go with the top player on my big board. Phil's a need at linebacker, linebacker Patrick Queen, linebacker at LSU. Why would I hate you for that? Well, yesterday you kind of dogged me because I was like giving giving you all these players that I wasn't going to pick, and then you were crossing them off your list. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's funny. I I like the Patrick Queen pick. By the way, I think he is. I gave him a first round grade, uh, but I grade like I make love generously. So um, I am. I I, I think it's. I think it's a good pick. Um, yeah. You know what, though? Okay, so so right here, moving forward, from now on, we say the pick, we say the player, then we give our analysis, though. Okay? All right, sounds good. Sounds That's what good. we're that, – I need to get better at that, too. I, I noticed that when I was listening – recapping our listen last night where I kind of rambled on. It was like, dude, when am I going to say the pick? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because just waiting there. But all right, what, 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 tell me what's your reasoning for taking Patrick Quinn. I think oh, it's I mean, kind of I- self-explanatory. Yeah, he's 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 a little undersized for a linebacker. Quite honestly, he's only six foot two twenty nine. Uh, he's he's still super young, but he's extremely athletic. He's really rangy. He's a sideline to sideline linebacker. Ran a four five forty, which is in the ninety sixth percentile. Uh, his speed score was uh, over one hundred and eleven, which is in the ninetieth percentile. So he's just a really athletic linebacker who's going to be able to again get sideline to sideline. Play in coverage. Uh, he's not going to be a linebacker that's going to attack downhill really aggressively or going to be able to do that really physically. Uh, but I just think he's super talented, and and this fills a big need for the Bengals. I would agree. I like that. Are we going to start making uh, – do you remember Charlie Casterly for NFL.com? He would do his mock drafts. I think he still does them. No, I, I think he stopped doing them. But he I, he used to do them a couple years ago where he would do his mock drafts and he would have like one word. Like Denzel Mims has hands. <laughs> do you remember that guy? No, I don't. For the I, if I, if I bet Jake will listen to this. Jake will remember that because we used to make fun of him. But yeah, Charlie, everybody, go look at Charlie Casserly's mock drafts. I think it was Charlie Casserly. He would have like just three word set sentences for his mock draft and be like, "Really, that's it? Okay." That's but all right. So Patrick Queen, pick number thirty-four in the second round, the Indianapolis Colts. Adam, you're back on the clock, my friend. Yep, and and Jake mentioned this uh, in his critique of us, and I actually agree with him. Uh, Indianapolis could trade up here into the first round. We 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 talked a little bit yesterday how we expect San Francisco to move off one of their first round picks, uh, whether it's 13 or 31, because they have no picks in the second, third, or fourth rounds, and they're going to want to add some picks in them in the mid rounds. Actually, it came out on Twitter today that San Francisco is is, is potentially shopping both the 13 and the 31. Uh, so we may see some some trades happening with San Francisco. Uh, this may be one of them. Indianapolis moving up, and if like but like we said, we're not doing trades here. So the pick, Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. Well, in our little exercise too, they didn't have to move up. If that's the guy they're moving up for, right? They didn't necessarily have to move up. No, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I I don't like Jordan Love all that much. I think he could fall, but I understand that NFL GMs put a you know obviously there's a priority on the quarterback position. You have to get that position right. Um, so I, I understand where, you know, teams really will take chances on some of these guys that are, uh, whether they're unproven or they're a little bit raw athletically or technically. Um, but I, yeah, I just don't, I don't love his game all that much pun intended. 
Uh, I don't think uh, he's, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan personally, but I, I do think somebody will take a, take a flyer on him here, whether it's late in the first or early in the second. Have you seen his autograph? Uh-uh. It's pretty dope. It's just like a JL and a heart formation. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of cool. But uh, anyways, I, I love this pick. I, I, I love Jordan Love. Um, you know, it, it's funny because uh, Nathan Royans, I know you know who that is. Uh, he is a big Colts fan, and we got in a couple arguments about Jordan Love because he, he thought Jordan Love was basically, uh, you know, the next coming to Dan Marino. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like Jordan Love. I gave him a first-round grade. He's, my be- he's one of my best players left on the board, best quarterback by far left on the board. Um, he's got huge potential. Potential, huge, huge, huge potential. Could be a star, but he's also got a pretty low floor. Um, you know, there are, he, he had an amazing junior campaign, but a lot of that you could be concerned about that because Matt Wells left Utah State to go be the head coach of Texas Tech. When he left, Jordan Love's production kind of left with him. So that it's kind of an iffy thing. He does he's kind he has a very high, strong gunslinger mentality, throws it up in the air. Um, you know, I don't want to compare him to like Jameis Winston, but he he definitely has a little bit of I'm gonna do what I want. Um, you know, a, a lot of his best games, he's really relying on. They had a transfer wide receiver. I can't remember his name now. He's probably going to go undrafted. But he was beaten up on the Mountain West competition, and, and he kind of relied on him heavily. Uh, he's a pretty athletic dude. Um, you know, I, I don't think – it's kind of funny because you took him to the Colts. He's got a little bit of Phillip Rivers to his game, kind of that I-don't-care attitude. I'm going to sling it. So I, I like this pick. I think it's a great pick. I think it's got a lot of potential. Um, next on the clock. The Detroit Lions, that's my pick. I'm going to take Bradley and Nay, defensive end out of Utah. Uh, he's my highest defensive end left on the board. I, I, I really think I, – I wish we had a couple more minutes to like – I'm trying to move this thing as much, as much forward as possible because I don't think this is a super big steal here. Um, but I do think it's a good quality pick. He's my next highest defensive end off the board. Bradley and Nay is a little undersized. Um, like I said, there's probably someone that fits maybe a steal – situation a little bit better we talked about josh jones uh still be on the board but i feel comfortable with bradley and nay he's going to come in he's going to be very competitive like i said he is undersized because a wide repertoire of moves uh he's a very technical pass rusher um i'm a big fan yeah i, I don't have it yeah i mean no no issue with that pick it, he's, he's a second round grade in my book and i still have a couple more people that are first round grade so it's not a steal but yeah. i feel like it's an appropriate place it's not a reach um i'm i'm okay i'm comfortable with this um like i said if we if we were doing like a really intense where you gave me 15 whole minutes to figure out what i want to do i'd probably would probably be a really internal struggle with one of those first round offensive tackles and i still i still have guys with the first round grade at offensive tackle mm-hmm. left um yep. but I, i'm comfortable with the to me he's by far the best defensive end available all right, uh, next pick, next on the clock with the fourth pick in the second round, the 36th overall, we have the New York Giants left on the clock. One of their big needs here is is safety, and surprise that Xavier McKinney is still on the board here. He's a, you know, I think he's a first-round talent. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going in the first round on Thursday. So if he falls at 36, I think uh, you know the Giants are, are sprinting, uh, sprinting to the bank here to cash that check. Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama. I like that pick. I also gave him a first-round grade. Uh, he was my number two-rated safety because I'm still in love with Grant Delpit, uh, but he does a lot of things right. He kind of falls in that same category as Trayvon Diggs where he didn't really play a whole lot during his time at Alabama, um, so I think there's still some potential there. He's still fairly raw, uh, but I do think it's a good pick. Like I said, I do have Grant Delpit higher than him, um, but like I said, to each their own. All right. Next up. 
the Los Angeles Chargers. I believe this is your pick. That is me, and I'm going to go with Josh Jones, offensive tackle out of Houston. Uh, First-round grade, I think we can both agree that getting him here would be an absolute steal. Uh, he After him, there's a huge drop-off at offensive tackle, and I think, feel like that's pretty indisputable. Um, he's a very talented player, very athletic. He's he's going to be He has the potential to be an elite pass blocker. He's already a very solid pass blocker. The big issue with him is that we kind of talked about it last night on the pod, is that his best film is against really crappy opponents. His worst film is against really good opponents. So he doesn't and he doesn't have a whole lot of good film out there against higher echelon opponents. And he didn't give it a whole lot of opportunities to do that while at Houston. Uh, but at six foot five, three nineteen, I think there's a ton of potential here. And I think he's an absolute steal. Yep, I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised if if Josh Jones' name is called on Thursday in the first round. Uh, so if he falls into the second, I think it's a steal for any team here. Next on the clock, we have the Carolina Panthers with the thirty-eighth overall pick. Uh, with in the first round, they passed up on, on defensive line Derek Brown uh, because Isaiah Simmons was still available. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go defensive tackle here with this pick. That's a need that they have. And I'm going to go with uh, Derek Brown's running mate, Marlon Davidson, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Uh, I'm sorry, that was with the Carolina Panthers? Yep, the Panthers. And who did, who did you take in the first round for the Panthers? Isaiah Simmons. Okay, so you all right? So you're taking Marlon Davidson out of Auburn, correct? Yes. Okay. You know what's funny? And you said defensive tackle, right? Yeah. Okay, so I do view the I do view this as a bit of a reach. Okay, uh, Marlon Davidson to me, he played defensive and Auburn's three four scheme. Um, I think think that he is more of a fit as a defensive end in the 3-4 scheme at the NFL as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the Panthers run, because I know that they're going through an organizational change. Uh, I gave him a third-round grade, but again, you know, I, I could see why someone would fall in love with him. I've seen a little bit of first-round hype around him. Uh, he was someone I gave a first-round grade to heading into the season that I didn't really think quite lived up to it. Yeah, he, uh, you know, I've seen him mocked late in the first round, some, you know, to Tennessee in a couple of spots, in a couple of spots similar to that. Uh, so I mean I, I'm I'm really comfortable, really happy with him here at this pick. I, I mean if if it's a, if a scheme fit, I can understand that. I don't have that information. I'm, I don't know what Matt Rule is going to do. Uh, but Russ, Ross Blacklock is still here, um, defensive tackle out of TCU. Um, if they went that direction, that wouldn't surprise me at all if he fit better within their scheme. But uh, Marlon Davidson, I had him ranked just a little bit higher as a defensive tackle than Ross Blacklock. So that, that was the pick. Okay. And- that's fair. Like I said, I got I got quite a few guys above uh, above him. Um, I'm actually going to take a guy that I thought would have been a good spot there, right here with the next pick with the Miami Dolphins. Um, I'm going to take Jabari Zuniga, defensive end out of Florida. This is a guy who's a very athletic player, a little bit undersized, a six foot three, two hundred fifty pounds. Double check that for me because I don't think those are his combine measurements. I'm just going off the notes I scratched on a pad. Um, but he's a very athletic player. He is flashy. Every now and again, he'll show a move, and then he won't show that move for the rest of the game. Uh, you know, every now and again, he'll have a great bull rush, and then he won't bull rush for, you know, two games, or he'll fall flat on his behind. So he's not yet to some of his parts, I guess would be a good way of saying it. Um, but, yeah, I think that he's a good pick here. Again, this is not a steal. This is someone I gave a second-round grade to, uh, but he is my next best defensive end. Yeah, Jabari, I've got him uh... – Looking at his combine number, 6'3", 264, ran a 4.64. Um, so, that, I mean, that's it's a pretty impressive athlete there on, on the yes. edge. Yes, yes. All right, All right next, next up, the Houston Texans. Yep, Houston Texans, they get this pick from Arizona in the DeAndre Hopkins trade. 
I think they've got to address uh, their 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 whether it's their offensive line or their defensive line. So I'm going to go. I mentioned it earlier. Ross Blacklock, defensive tackle out of TCU, is the, my best offense or defensive lineman available on the big board. I like that pick. I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm a little bit higher on Neville Gallimore, but Neville Gallimore is a little bit smaller and is going to have trouble, uh, you know, in the running game. Ross Blacklock is more of a complete player. Uh, I gave him a first round grade. I'm actually I'm trying to I'm trying to mark him down right there. But I think that if he lasts this long, that's an absolute steal. You're talking about a guy that could come in and play immediately. Yep. All right. Next on the clock is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, make sure you can hear me because I'm I'm walking. I'm, I'm kind of moving around a little bit because I got my notepad and. Trying to, I'm trying to mark off guys as I go so I don't get confused. <laughs> uh, but I still got the number one safety on my board here, dude. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take Grant Delpit. We talked with the first pick of the, with the Cleveland Browns. I took Tristan Wirfs, who's going to come in and immediately start left tackle. Now I'm going to grab another immediate starter in Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit measuring at 6'2", 213. Feel free to double-check that. Uh, he, he's got incredible instincts, elite instincts. You know, I, I think his, the big issue with him is that he, his production took a little bit of a dip in 2019, but he still came in with the Jim Thorpe Award, so this is a guy I'm really high on. First round grade. Yeah, uh, six foot. What did you say? What, I got six two here. Uh, I think is what that. Yes, I, yeah, I have two thirteen. Right? Yep, yeah. six two two thirteen. Didn't didn't run it at the at the combine. Didn't do any you know any of those type of workouts. And obviously he didn't have a pro day that was canceled. So, yeah, you kind of mentioned it. He was you know I think he had a better uh, sophomore season than he did his junior season. I don't know if that was more uh, of a business decision more than anything else. It just didn't seem like he was. Um, I, I don't know. He just played a lot better uh, as as a junior, in my opinion. He was a unanimous All-American, first-team All-SEC in the Jack Tatum Award, and he led LSU in interceptions with five as and in his sophomore campaign. So had a little bit of a dip in production as a junior, but still a really great talent here uh, at at, uh, at pick forty-one. All right, perfect. Next on the clock. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars, pick 42. I mentioned, um, we mentioned yesterday that they're going to have to uh, replace Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye at some point. Uh, so I'm going to go cornerback here, the best cornerback on my board. And this is a guy that could that would not be surprised if he's picked in the first round on Thursday. And that's A.J. Terrell, cornerback out of Clemson. Absolutely love this pick. Uh, I think I talked about this. I actually talked about this um, with uh, the guys we were just talking about, Jake Overby, uh, Nathan Royans, and Ryan Keefe. But, yeah, A.J. Terrell, I gave him a first-round grade, too. I think this is a huge pickup. Um, I think it's an obvious pickup. I think there's a huge drop-off after him. Um, But, yeah, I'm a big fan. He kind of got shit on a lot because of uh, the rough game he had against LSU, but that's really the only bad game you see in his resume. So I like this pick a lot. All right, moving on. We got the Chicago Bears making their first pick uh, in this NFL draft. They received this pick from Las uh, Las Vegas Raiders, I, I believe, probably in the Khalil Mack trade. I, I, I don't know for sure where that pick originated from, uh, but they they need help at cornerback as well. And this uh, this player on my big board, I've seen him mocked in the first round. So I think he's I think some people view ha- view him as a first round talent, and that's Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of Utah. Yeah, I don't mind this pick. I gave 
give him a second round grade. I do have a cornerback that I am that I am higher on than Jalen Johnson. Um, someone I I actually compared him to uh, Deion Sa- like a really really dollar general store version of Deion Sanders with his aggressiveness and the way he attacks the ball. Um, but you know I, I think it's a fine pick. But I do have corners that are higher on my list. Hey, is it Noah? Because I'm not even going to try to say his last name. No, the guy I have higher on my list is Cameron Dantzler. But we'll okay, get to yeah, that yeah. when we get to that. Yeah, yeah, I like that name. I don't want to. I don't want to waste time breaking down players that have been drafted. <laughs> yeah, we got to do yeah. two rounds. We got to do two rounds as fast as possible. But yeah, all right. So moving right on to pick 44, we got the Indianapolis Colts making their second pick of this NFL draft. Their their biggest need, in my opinion is to to add some pieces at wide receiver. Obviously, Paris Campbell was hurt all last year. T.Y. Hilton was hurt a lot last year. They need to add playmakers. So I'm going to go with the best wide receiver left on my big board, and that's Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor. I like this pick i don't have an issue with this pick again kind of like similar to the jalen johnson pick uh there is a wide receiver that i have higher than uh, denzel mims but i tell you what denzel mims might actually be a better fit for indianapolis because kj hamler is who i have higher kj hamler is more in that role of paris campbell um or you know uh, ty hilton so denzel mims would be a big aggressive 50 50 target mm-hmm. that the colts offense kind of lacks so i i'm with you i think that's a very solid pick yeah and, and you know we may you know People may disagree with the order in which we draft these wide receivers. Obviously, we heard about that with the cornerbacks. And just like the cornerback, like cornerbacks three through eight, I think wide receivers five through eleven or twelve are are pretty indistinguishable. I think you could just you know pick 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 a name out of a hat at that point and, and be okay with it. So I think Denzel Mims kind of falls in that in that 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 pool of players that you know are 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 not obvious like first round talents, but have a lot of uh, good pieces to their game that can really develop. And I think teams are going to take a chance on here in day two. Dude, I picks in a We, we got to fight. Like we got to take turns. Cause this is going to be hard, man. I don't, I'm impressed with you doing three picks in a row and you took like no seconds to think you just bam, bam, bam. So good for you. Good <laughs> to you. I'm not going to be that way. So be prepared to fill some dead air. I, I so, all right. Best. Next on the clock is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a pick number 45. That's me in charge. And I'm going to take an absolute steal, dude. This this pick makes my pants tight. Tom Brady's getting old, okay? So they're still going to be looking at quarterbacks. Don't you worry about that, especially with a player like Jacob Eason falls into Bruce Arians' lap. Jacob Eason has the hugest arm in the class. Uh, Joe Flacco-esque, you know, he, he's got he's – got, he's got swag for days. He just needs time for someone to rear it in sitting behind Tom Brady is really going to help him. But Bruce Arians mouth got to be watering with a giant arm like this falling to him to the second round. So I'm very happy with that. So Jacob Eason is the pick. That's correct. Is that correct? That is absolutely right. All right. Jacob Eason out of Washington. Um, let's see here. He was, um, he was actually at Georgia his first two years. Is that correct? And then he transferred to Washington. Yeah, he got beat out by uh, from. Yes, from and yeah, and then he transferred. Okay, yeah. So it looks like it looks like Easton played his first year at Georgia. He threw for almost twenty five hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns. Then it looks like his sophomore years when Fromm came in, and, and well, it looks like Easton got hurt that that year with the left knee injury. So maybe that's when Fromm was able to kind of step in and take over that job. That's Easton exactly did play in, in 18 and 19. He went, uh, you know, he had a 64% completion percentage, 3,132 yards, 23 touchdowns, 
uh, eight interceptions. Uh, he's not really athletic. You know, he's he's like, he's like your prototypical quarterback pocket passer. He's 6'5", 231. Uh, he only ran a four eight nine, so that that's pretty slow for a quarterback. You I, you know, in my opinion, you want your quarterback to be a little bit more mobile than that. Uh, but you can't deny uh, that that uh, that rocket or that howitzer he's got on on the right side, hanging off the right side of his body. Uh, that that's obviously his uh, you know his biggest you know attribute. All right, yeah, and then moving on, uh, the next pick, the Denver Broncos, dude. I I forgot that I took I took C D Lamb with the Denver Broncos first pick. Uh, I didn't write it down, so I was about to take another wide receiver here, but thank God I remembered the last second. I gotta be more organized, so I'm gonna go ahead and take Cameron Dancer, cornerback from Mississippi State. Guy I just talked about. Again, this is not a steal. Um, this is just a good value pick. I do think he's the best cornerback on the board. Um, I do think there is a tiny gap. Like, there is a noticeable gap between him and the next level of cornerbacks. This is a guy who's very Richard Sherman-esque with a big body. He did not test really well at the combine, but you did see him mocked in the first round there before he did have those tests. A very quality film, Cameron Dancer. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard his name kind of come up more recently. He's kind of, you know, garnering some buzz he's 6'2 188 he's probably a little underweight he probably needs to, to put on a, a few pounds of muscle tall uh, he though a, he is tall he ran a 464 so not not really fast for a cornerback but not at all uh, i think i think he's serviceable enough overall i mean i think he needs to you know this is these are what scouts are saying he needs to, to be better uh at finding the football and limit his contact downfield at downfield but you know he he is pretty like reactive and he's got length and just like a competitive mentality really to really compete and and, and play press man coverage in the NFL. Absolutely. The next pick on the board, the Atlanta Falcons. I took C.J. Henderson with pick number 16 last night. Tonight, I'm going to go take a guy that I view as a steal. No one else is going to view this as a steal. This is probably going to be a, this is a very similar pick to Cole Komet, where a lot of people are going to disagree with me. Robert Hunt, guard out of Louisiana Lafayette. The dude is a handful. Six foot five, well over 300 pounds, quick feet. He he is going to be able to step in and play and play immediately. Okay, I think that he can even play swing tackle if absolutely necessary. So I'm a big fan. He's my number one guard on my board. Write it up, Robert Hunt. All right, Robert Hunt. Yeah, I mean he's he's my number one offensive guard as well out of Louisiana. He's six five, three hundred and twenty three pounds. He was a first team All Sun Belt last year. Uh, second team All Sun Belt the year before. We don't have much of uh, we you know he didn't work out at the combine so we don't really have many of his athletic um, you know statistics if you will. Um, but let, yeah, let me scroll down and grab my notes on on Hunt real quick. I got the next pick ready to rock and yep. roll. Yeah, let's rock. Good. You ready to rock and roll? All yeah. right, the New York Jets. I I'm I, I just thought you were filling dead air. I was. Yeah. <laughs> you were okay. You cool. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. The next pick, the New York Jets. I'm going to take. So I took Mackay Beckton with the first Jets pick. Now I'm going to take KJ Hamler, wide receiver from Penn State. Everybody, everybody kind of harassed me. Uh, talked about the Jets going to take a wide receiver. The Jets are going to take a wide receiver. The Jets are going to take a wide receiver. They get their wide receiver, KJ Hamler. He's a little undersized. Very very, still very, very good. He's a kind of a gadget level player, someone that Sam Darnold could dink and dunk to, and can is always and always a threat to break it to the house. He owns the Penn State all-purpose record for fresh, the freshman Penn State record for all-purpose yardage that he broke from Saquon Barkley. So that shows you, and then he topped that this past year. So that shows you the kind of level what he like. That shows you what he can do. He's just an explosive player. 
Yeah, he's got explosive speed and, and the potential to light up the scoreboard. Um, he's he's an upside play upside playmaker in the slot. And we actually talked with Jeff Risen about a little bit about Hamler here is where he could he, did. he he sees him as a fit on the outside, especially in this Brown system where if you know you wanted to move Landry or Odell into the slot, you can put a speed guy uh, outside on the boundary to really kind of to draw safety help. Uh, I don't have his con, you know, he didn't run at the combine, so we don't have his his forty yard dash numbers. But we, you, you know, just if you just watch film, he's he's really quick, really fast. Um, he averaged almost 16, 17, 18 yards per catch at Penn State. He was a second team All Big Ten wide receiver, and he was honorable mention All Big Ten uh, for special teams. So yeah, he, lots of love here with KJ Hamler. Absolutely. Next pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm taking Terrell Lewis, outside linebacker, Alabama. I view this as a huge steal. KJ Hamler, let me let me clarify. I don't think that's a steal. Okay, I think that he's the best wide receiver on the board. I think it's a good value. Terrell Lewis, I view as an absolute steal. I gave him a first round grade. We're talking about a guy that's maybe one of the most explosive uh, pass rushers in the class. He's going to step in. He should be able to start right away. The biggest issue with him is that he doesn't play as physical as his size would let on. I believe he's six five, close to two fifty, um, and he doesn't quite play like you'd expect but he's a very explosive pass rusher so troll lewis also linebacker alabama adam you're next on the clock with chicago bears all right i got the chicago bears really um you know really kind of trying to hammer their their defensive backfield in this in this draft so far the first pick just a couple of a couple of picks ago was jalen johnson i'm going with anton winfield here uh safety out of minnesota uh to the chicago bears that's awesome. I really like that pick. I gave him a second-round grade. Uh, there's a couple safeties I like more than him, but the only thing that's really holding me back is his size. So I do agree with that pick. Yeah, he is undersized, but you know he you know he played in the Big Ten, so he played against some NFL caliber receivers and, and tight ends, and you know he seemed to hold his own. So um, that that's his biggest knock is that he is a little bit undersized. All right, now next on the clock is the Dallas Cowboys. That's me again. Oh, let me let me write this down real quick so I don't I don't lose track. I, I know that this makes this makes for some seriously good radio, but it is what it is. <laughs> that is all right. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take uh, Daryl Taylor, at defensive end out of Tennessee. We took who did I take in the first round with Dallas? Let me let me double check that first. Yeah, I took I will Isaiah Wilson. No. No, 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 no. I took Javon Kinlaw. That's yeah. right. So this is going to work out really well because now I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much transforming that defensive line to, to have some pretty, pretty, pretty amazing depth pieces, mm-hmm. some pretty amazing rotational pieces. Daryl Taylor, this is a guy I gave a second round grade. Again, I don't view him as a huge steal, but he's a very, he's, a, he's just another good athlete. He's another dominant edge rusher that played really well in the SEC. Yeah, I saw actually saw on Twitter today that Daryl Taylor is actually um, rising up big boards in 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 these NFL uh, you know scouting departments for whatever reason, uh, and I you know they didn't explain as, as to why that's the case, but yeah, the, he seems like he's getting a lot of love around the NFL right now, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him uh, to go you know um, early in this draft. All right, now moving on, the next pick is the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to go ahead and write this in so I don't forget. I'm going to go, Ted, this is the first Rams pick of the night. Prince Tega Wanogo, from all, offensive tackle from Auburn, six foot five, 308 pounds. He is actually royalty. He owns a pet giraffe, believe it or not. So this <laughs> is kind of a cool pick. Very athletic player. I once had him as a first. First round grade. He's going to end up with the second round grade. This is not a steal, but he is the best off the tackle on my board. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and snag him. 
before there's a little bit of a drop off. He's very quick off the snap. He's not going to get beat off the snap very rarely. Uh, the problem is he does get beat with counter moves because sometimes he overextends. But again, that's why he's here in the second round, and that's who I'm taking. All righty. Uh, I don't disagree with that. The, the Rams are going to have to replace Andrew Whitworth at some point. He can't play forever. Uh, so you might as well get somebody in there that uh, that kind of, you know, is able to kind of take, you know, take that next step and take over there. Uh, next next pick is here at 53 is the Philadelphia Eagles. We did address their their wide receiver need in the first round when we selected uh, Justin Jefferson. We're going to go here. They, they have a need at linebacker. The best player, the best linebacker on my big board is Zach Bond, linebacker out of Wisconsin. So that's the pick. And Bond, we've seen, I've seen him mocked in the, in the late first. I've seen him taken early in the second. So I think him falling to 53 is a little, is, is a steal here for the Eagles. I don't view it as a steal. I gave him a second round grade and there's an outside linebacker that I have ahead of him. Uh, but I do think it's a very quality pick. I've seen a lot of people mock him to the first round, so I'm definitely not going to dispute that. Um, but I, you know, I, I guess I just didn't see completely what they saw. You're talking about a guy who is pretty much strictly a pass rusher. That's not going to be big enough to play defensive end. Um, but again, I do like bomb. I think he's a good, good pass rusher. He's a good athlete. So solid pick. All right, next up, we got the Buffalo Bills, I believe, making their inaugural pick here in this NFL draft. Um, you know, they they need some help at edge rusher. I don't think there's there's a, a screaming value here at the edge position. Uh, but I do think they want to they wanna add some depth in their backfield. I know they they uh, they drafted, was it Singleton last year or the year Singletary. before? Yeah, Singletary. Devin Motors Singletary. Devin Singletary. Uh, I, think they, I think they go another running back here. I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, running back out of out of Wisconsin. Wow, interesting. I I view that as a massive steal. I think Jonathan Taylor is a first round talent. Uh, um, obviously, one of the most prolific running backs in Wisconsin in, in college football history. He's got a little bit of a fumbling issue, uh, but I, I I love this pick. I'm a little surprised you took him over J.K. Dobbins, though. I I I'm I like J.K. Dobbins, but um, you know ha, you know seeing that he wasn't able to run at the he didn't run at the combine wasn't able to have his pro day. I think people are teams are going to have questions about you know how how fast, how quick is he? Uh, he's got great tape, but so does Jonathan Taylor and Jonathan Taylor came out and just destroyed the combine. I think Jonathan Taylor legitimately has top 5 running back upside. Uh so I I I he's I like him personally a little bit more than DeAndre Swift. Interesting. I do have JK Dobbins higher on my board than Jonathan Taylor. Taylor, but Jonathan Taylor is an absolute steal here. And it depends what you're looking for. So I, I, you know, Jonathan Taylor is the dude. I, I have no issue with that at all. Absolute steal. Yep. All right. Uh, so we've got uh, the next, next up is that pick 55. We got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I'm going to go wide receiver here. And this is these, this is a name that I've seen mocked in the first round. And, and um, like I said, these, some, you know, this, this second, third tier wide receivers, you just shuffle them up. Uh, I'm going to go Jalen Rieger wide receiver out of TCU. I like Jalen Rieger. He, I, I, to me, I think he, he's he's very much in the same vein as KJ Hamler, where he was getting used, um, you know, as a kind of gadget plays. Now he, I, I think he was getting used in gadget plays because TCU didn't have any quarterback that could get him the ball. Um, but I think it's a very, I think it's a very, I think he, I think this is a good value, and I think there is a drop off after Rieger. He's my next best wide receiver. I gave him a second round grade. Cool. All right, pick 56 is the Miami Dolphins. That is All right. you, sir. I'm going to go ahead and take – oh, dude, dude, I got three picks in a row again. Well, of course, I guess you did too. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Austin 
Ashton Davis, safety out of California. Ashton Davis is a guy who's he's an athletic freak. He's got Olympic track speed, six foot one, two hundred two pounds. That's actually his biggest uh, issue is that his lack of size. I know that he actually weighs one pound more than Xavier McKinney, but he doesn't have the frame. I think he's pretty maxed out. So I think that that might you know, I think Xavier McKinney has has enough has a large enough frame to possibly put on. 10 more, 15 more pounds. Uh, Ashton Davis does not. But Ashton Davis is my pick. I gave him a second-round grade. He's my best safety left on the board. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and snag him. I've got him as a second-round grade as well. I think he needs to continue development with his with his reads and, and finishing plays, uh, You know, both in the run and the pass game. Uh, I think he, I think he's pretty relentless, and he's got explosive play speed and NFL level traits. So I, I mean, I think he's going to project more as a single high or a nickel safety uh, with some special teams ability. But you know, obviously that's that's a need. That's especially with how the NFL is uh, kind of transitioning on the offensive side. That you know, you're going to have more three, four, or five wide receiver sets in some in some cases. So you're going to have these nickel and these dime patch- packages uh, being you know being used pretty often here on the defensive side. All right, time for my next pick uh, with the Los Angeles Rams. Now, hey, when I, when I go to the Minnesota, the next pick after this is, is me again with the Minnesota Vikings. Once I say this pick, um, give a breakdown and then kind of go over what I already drafted with the Dolphins to kind of buy me okay. some time here. But the LA Rams have taken Julian Aquara, outside linebacker to Notre Dame. I gave him a first-round grade. I view this as an absolute steal. I think he can come in. He can be an impactful pass rusher immediately. I have no idea why he's not getting more hype. I believe it was Austin Jackson from USC who he utterly destroyed who's off the board already. Um, so Aquara's got a lot of talent, a lot of speed. I actually like him better than Zach Bond. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with uh, taking Julian Aquara here. I like Julian Aquara quite a bit as well. Uh, I think this is a steal here at this late into the second round. Uh, no issue whatsoever here with that. Um, you, you asked me to kind of go over your uh, your picks for the Miami Dolphins. I am, for whatever reason, missing the your pick 16 or yeah, 15 or 16 or 17. Well, 18. Who'd you pick at 18? Was it Isaiah Wilson? Yeah, that's who it was. Um, okay. Actually, it doesn't look like I'm going to need you to buy as much time as I, as I thought because the Minnesota Vikings are up next, and I pretty much know exactly where I'm going to go. I'm going to take the next the defensive tackle that I have highest left on my board. Uh, I gave him a first-round grade. I told you I liked him better than Ross Blacklock. Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma. Neville Gallimore, 6'2", 304 pounds. Um, I think he's a, he's a great pass rusher. He's immediately going to elevate a team's pass rush. I wrote that in my article a couple days ago. He's going to penetrate an open gap. He's going to get in there. The big issue with him is that he doesn't really provide too much. Uh, he, he His issue is that once his whole game is quickness. He explodes off the ball. He busts through the gap. If an offensive lineman gets their hands on him, it's pretty much game over. He, he does not have. He does has very limited bl- shed blocking. He has very limited block shedding ability. Um, but mm-hmm. I, like I said, he, that's why he's here. So I'm going to go ahead and take Neville Gallimore. All righty, pick 59 is the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to go with Kyle Duggar, safety. Um, and you're going to have to say this. What what school did he go to? Is it really Lenore Ryan? Lenore Ryan. Ryan. That's an absolute what, what steal. What do you know about Kyle? He, he's a big dude. He measured in – I'll, I'll try to look it up. I wrote a sky report on him in Browns Wire, but I believe he's six foot two, 220. He was down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Lenore Ryan is a small Division two school. He really relied on his athleticism there. Uh, he's a freak athlete. I think he uh, he, he run every – Every threshold you want and you're starting at safety, he hits six foot one, two hundred. I'm sorry, six foot one, two hundred seventeen pounds. Um, you know, like I said, he he hits everything you want. I think he's got a forty inch vertical. The problem is he plays at a D two level, so everything he did 
was based purely off his athleticism. So he is going to have to be more refined. I gave him a second round grade, so I don't, I don't, I, I guess I overspoke when I said it was an absolute steal. But I have him at higher higher graded than Antoine Winfield. I do believe he has an extremely high ceiling, and I do believe that there is a little bit of a drop off after taking him. All righty. Next, uh, next team on the clock is the Baltimore Ravens with pick sixty. I'm going to go with Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, inside offensive lineman out of LSU. That's another guy that I gave a first round grade to. I'm a big fan of him. Um, he does a lot of things right. Big, you know, thick player. He should be able to step in at center right away. Adam, are you there? It just made a funky sound. Yeah, sorry, that was my that was my other laptop. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's going to step in and be a center. Again, I gave him a first-round grade. I actually like him better than the guy you took for the Niners uh, and Cesar Ruiz. Um, I don't like him as much as Nick Harris, but I think this is an absolute steal here. This is a guy that's going to come in and play immediately and already be an impactful player for an explosive offense. All righty. I'm gonna, I, and, and maybe you can't help me, uh, but the next pick with the Tennessee Titans, I'm going to go with Noah Igbenogin. Is oh, that right? dude. <laughs> I, I, I have I have no idea. Your guess is as good as mine. There, right, he's a, he's a he's a cornerback out of out of Auburn. Uh, this certainly fits a need for Tennessee here. Uh, and I like this, and is he's he's a part of this to me. This uh, second third tier of cornerbacks where you just uh, you know kind of he kind of fits in, and you can make an argument for any one of those guys being ahead of the other. So uh, yeah, I I like this pick. Yeah, I don't have an issue with it. I think it's a good value i do have a cornerback higher on the board than him uh, i did give him a second round grade uh i think you know the cornerback that i have higher on the board damon arnett is there a reason yeah. you took noah over damon arnett no that's just who i have um you know i, I like i do with everything else i kind of aggregate a bunch of different uh big boards and this is just who who i have higher uh higher graded right now so okay that makes sense all right let me see this is where it's going to get interesting with um We've got the Green Bay Packers on the clock. They really we, – we drafted Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State uh, here with their first pick. They do need more talent to surround Aaron Rodgers. Um, they, I'm sure they would love to take Cole Komet, but obviously you already took him took him in the first round. Yep. And even if he uh, – even, even if he gets out of um, – out of you know the first round, I think he goes earlier in the second round. I'm gonna go. This is gonna be a little bit of a reach, but I, this is this fills a need for them. I'm gonna go Adam Trotman, tight end out of Dayton. I don't view this as a reach at all. Adam Trotman, we talked, we had Jeffers on the show a couple weeks ago, who had Adam Trotman as his number one tight end. Um, I do have him as a second round grade. Uh, I have Hunter Bryant and Bryson Hopkins higher on my board, but I could totally see why you'd want Trotman over those guys. Trotman is is definitely a more refined pass blocker uh and i obviously every time we talk about him i do have to throw out that he is a fellow pfl alumni from the university of dayton so <laughs> yeah you always got to throw that out there oh yeah dude of course i i was only good at like well i wasn't even good at. i mean if you played at a school that sucks as bad as valpo are you really good at it <laughs> you know what i mean All right <laughs> all right the next pick sorry i'm, I'm moving stuff around here dude. No, it's so good, comfortable yeah. Oh man. Okay. All right. The next pick is the Kansas City Chiefs. I had I had a pick ready and then I lost it. Oh, I'm gonna take uh, Josh Uche, outside linebacker from Michigan. Um, so we went. I took cornerback. Who did I take with the last pick of the first round? I took a cornerback. Oh, Christian Fulton. Now I'm still gonna load up that defense because we know that the offense is complete, right? Uh, yep. So I'm gonna take Josh Uche. Josh Uche is not. 
a first round grade. I don't view him as an, him as a steal, uh, but I think give him a second round grade. I do think he's an explosive pass rusher and arguably the most effective pass rusher in this class. He went down to the senior bowl and pretty much destroyed everybody. Uh, really made a name for himself, so he might get a fir some first round hype here. Um, the big issue with him is that that he's kind of a one trick pony. He's going to go in there. He's going to rush the passer. Uh, he's going to try to win with his initial burst, his initial explosiveness. And if he can't, it's kind of game over. But he wins way more often than he loses with that move. All righty. Uh, next up, we got uh, the Seattle Seahawks with the last pick in the second round. And we, you mentioned him earlier, Josh. J.K. Dobbins running back out of Ohio State. This is a guy, if you look at FanDuel Sportsbook, his over-under is 44.5. Obviously, he's fallen about 20 picks past what Vegas is expecting here. Seattle, uh, they have some uncertainty in their backfield with Chris Carson and Rashad. Obviously, Rashad Penny hasn't really worked out thus far for them, but I think they want to get some, you know, so some consistency in their backfield. They want to run the football with Russ Wilson. Uh, so yeah, I think this is what they're what they're going to go here, running back at this in this spot. J.K. Dobbins still there. I think they're really really happy about that. Yeah, and I want to add to uh, you know people there. There's a. a, a portion of the community that believes that Chris Carson is elite running back. No, no. He's a very solid running back, but he's not an elite running back. J.K. Dobbins can be an elite running back. Uh, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny is a much better running back than everybody thinks, but he's a bust because A, he's always hurt, and B, they took him in the first freaking round and they shouldn't have done that. J.K. Dobbins is a pure first round pick. Absolute steal here. He's he's immediate, an immediate upgrade here. He catches the ball out of the backfield way better than anybody, and Chris Carson had a fumbling issue that no one seems to remember or want to talk about, uh, but he does. He fumbles the ball way more often than your average running back so you're you're taking probably well i don't know deandre swift and jk dobbins both hold, hold on the ball but jk dobbins i have higher on my board than jonathan taylor i think it's an absolute steal here yep absolutely so you have any any uh any thoughts as we exit the round at exit round two we head into the into the third round here no, there's a lot of good players left. I just got to find them on my board. Now we're now we're getting to the players where it's like, okay, I have to I have to try to really scour my board. Um, we're gonna go as quickly as possible as we can for you guys. So it might not be if there's someone on the board, some first round talent, I might overlook them to find somebody that I know that. Oh, hey, I know this guy's here. I'm gonna snag him. So I mean, if you were a GM, there'd be more some be some better strategy here. But right now we're just trying to pick players that basically come to our mind. All righty, so. First pick in the third round, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they they need to add some depth at wide receiver, and I think they're going to wait to the third round to do so because some of these you know some of these good receivers are still available. I'm going to go Michael Pittman, wide receiver out of USC here to Cincinnati Bengals. I love this pick. I think this is a great pick. I'm trying to pull – let me pull my wide receiver board here because I know I have – there's like a cluster of second-round wide receivers. Yeah, I have one wide receiver better than him. I get – this is still an absolute steal. Michael Pittman is a big target. He's not He's not going to stretch the field, but he, he is going to high point the ball. He's going to win you 50-50 balls. He plays like a poor man's age of green. So I do think it's a, it's a really good fit. All righty, moving on to the second pick of the third round. The Washington Redskins really need to add some offensive line help here for Dwayne Haskins. So I'm going to go John Simpson, guard out of Clemson. I, you know what's funny? I just did a guard piece. It's not out yet. I gave John Simpson a first-round grade, too. He has a lot of good tape. He kind of gets overlooked because he played for Clemson. Um, and, you know, they don't really have to hold the ball too long, and there's a lot of talent there. But he does a lot of things right. He does very few things wrong. Uh, I think he can step in. He can start immediately for that team. All righty. Third pick, Detroit Lions. 
Yeah, that's going to be me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to cross off Lucas Nyang from Alphas of Tackle from TCU. This is a guy I saw on my board. I think it's an absolute steal here. Uh, not as big as a steal as John Simpson, uh, but I, I do feel very comfortable with him. I gave him a second round grade. He's my highest tackle on the board. He has he fits what you want in off tackle. Six foot six, 315. He can start on the right side basically as soon as he's healthy, but that's the problem. He got had a devastating injury about seven games into his senior season, uh, and I don't know if it's full recovered yet and all the reports coming out are saying that it might not be ready this year uh but if he ever does become healthy he can be an immediate starter immediate upgrade all righty next pick uh this is also your pick josh with the fourth pick of this round this is the new york jets they got this pick from the giants i'm not sure the the details of how that came about but this is the new york jets on the clock with the fourth pick in the third round See, so now, so now you're gonna see me kind of panic a little bit and go. I know that the Jet, I know that the New York Jets need need some defensive back help. We, we've we've drafted Mackay Beckton and we drafted KG Hamler. Now we're gonna go grab our defensive back. And we talked about Damon Arnett earlier in the podcast. I know he's still there. I'm gonna go ahead and snag him. Damon Arnett is a guy that I had higher than. Uh, oh my gosh, who did we draft? Oh, you drafted Noah. Uh, Igbenogin out of Auburn. Yeah, I had Damon Arnett higher. Uh, Damon Arnett is a stud. Uh, there's some rumors that he could have been a first-round pick if Jeffrey Okuda wasn't at Ohio State, and Damon Arnett would have been, you know, had more of the spotlight on him. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. There's really not a whole lot that he does wrong. All righty. Uh, next pick, uh, the Carolina Panthers with the 69th pick. Josh, what do you got to say about that pick? Nice. Uh, nice. All right. Uh, uh, automatic superstar, right? Automatic superstar Bryce Hall, cornerback out of Virginia. Uh, you, you see a trend here with Carolina. They have to address this defense, and that's uh, that's what they've done thus far in the first three rounds uh, with Isaiah Simmons, Marlon Davidson, and now Bryce Hall. Dude, that's a great pick. Bryce Hall's uh, that's an absolute steal. I gave him a second round grade. He was my next best cornerback. This was a guy who had serious, serious, serious first round hype coming into the season, including by yours truly. He got hurt. Um, but if he didn't get hurt, he, I mean, he was, he's a, he's a competitive, um, you know, physical cornerback. I, I really like him. I really like his fit. All righty. Next on the clock, we got Miami again. Miami has got like 90 picks. It seems like, dude, that's time. see now, now I'm starting to get lost, man. Cause I've already drafted <laughs> the quarterback, right? I do yeah, see where there's another quarterback. Yeah. Got Tula, Isaiah Wilson. You selected Deandre Swift. You got Zabari Zuniga, Zuniga. What? I can't remember how you say that name. And then Ashton Davis. Okay, so here, here's the question. Jake Fromm is still on the board. Do I double dip and take another quarterback that I know is healthy, or do I go offensive tackle again? I think he, I think they would go offensive tackle again um, I, I because they they still have Josh Rosen. They still have Fitzmagic for another year. Uh, so if two is not healthy, I think they have options. I don't think they double down here. Yeah, but Jake Fromm, after Jake Fromm, there's a huge drop-off. I don't disagree with you, um, but I mean, I, I just don't think they're they're gonna they're not gonna carry four. Are they gonna cut Fitzpatrick? Are they gonna cut Rosen? I don't I don't think so. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm gonna go. Okay, fine. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it the way you want to. Let's go. With, <laughs> let's go with Ezra Cleveland. I'm gonna go Ezra Cleveland guard slash offensive tackle out of Boise State. This is somebody that I'm not super high on as much as everybody else is. Um, I do think he's steal. He's a steal here. I don't think he's of a first round uh, value, but I do think he is a second round value for sure. I do think he projects better as guard than offensive tackle. He's a supreme athlete, but 
I mean, I just, I, he doesn't, I don't think, I don't think those, those athletic numbers really show the story. I don't think he has that elite get off that a lot of the elite edge rushers are going to have. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, I think he's going to be, I think he's a good player. He's a very, he's, he is a steal here. I guess I'm just a little sour on him um, because of all the Browns hype. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, th- I think he's being overhyped to the Browns for whatever reason. And maybe they love him. I don't know, but I've, I've seen him mocked. Uh, in, in a trade back scenario to the Browns in the first round, which I think is absolutely absurd, in my opinion. But I, I think he's I think he's a better uh, day two prospect than a than a day one. All right, next pick San Diego or the Los <laughs> I did it the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> I'm writing it down right now. Uh, Brian Edwards, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Tim Torch talked about him. He talked about a lot of uh, his spreadsheets and athletic traits, blah, 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 blah. And I completely agree with him, although I don't know all those statistics offhand, something about his outbreak age or something like that. He's a big dude. He's a very physical dude, and he does the dirty work. When you're talking about third-round wide receivers or a wide receiver that's not going to be Mike Williams, you're not going to be your number one guy, you want him to kind of do the the dirty work, and you're not going to find a better blocker in this class at wide receiver than you are in Brian Edwards. Yeah, I like Brian Edwards um, uh, quite a bit here. And I've heard Michael Lombardi talk about Brian Edwards being a guy that he's really fond of. The breakout age you're talking about that Tim had mentioned, you're right. He's in the 100th percentile uh, in the breakout age statistic. And and the breakout age represents the age when a wide receiver first achieves a 20% dominator rating. Uh, and we can go into that and what all that means, but essentially it's just, uh, you know, the wide receivers who break out before the age of 19 are considered phenoms, if you will. And his breakout age is actually 17.8. So before he turned 18, uh, he had a, a college dominator rating greater than 20%. Uh, so yeah, he, you know, he was, uh, he was really good, really young. And I think that's what you're, that's what you're paying for here. All right, moving on, the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to take another wide receiver. This one is not the steal. I do believe you, Brian Edwards, is a major steal here. I gave him a second-round grade. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Colin Johnson. I don't think this is a steal. I think this is a good value. I know that the Cardinals just added DeAndre Hopkins. They got Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella. You know what, though? Colin Johnson's going to fit this offense real well. Massive target, um, You know, huge catch radius at six. I think he measured it at six foot six, dude. Uh, I know he was at least six foot five. His big speed issue is that he doesn't have the long speed but christian kirk and andy Isabella have plenty of that so he he is i think he can have a role especially in the red zone for this cardinals offense yeah i'm, I'm looking at him up he is six five and a half 222 pounds so so close yeah he he's 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 a pretty large wide receiver <laughs> yes all right so hey I'm, we're moving on here jacksonville jaguars have the 73rd pick here um We've went defense, their first two picks with Derrick Brown and A.J. Terrell. Just today, Josh, or yesterday maybe, they put Leonard Fournette up on the trade block. Uh, he's so been up, he's been up on the trade block, game. my friend. Well, he they they won out from out of Leonard Fournette. So to me, I think they're gonna go they're gonna have to address running back position in this draft. So I'm gonna go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, running back out of LSU to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is a great pick. I, I really, I really do. Uh, I gave him a second round grade. I think he's my next highest running back. I'll, I'll check that for you. Uh, but he catches the ball real well out of the backfield. Can be a really a, a good safety valve for Gardner Minshew. Um, he's almost the exact opposite of Leonard Fournette. What's well, Clyde Edwards Hilaire like? Five eight. Yeah, he's small. Um, I can yeah. pull up his exact stats if you just give me a second. Well, he while you're doing five, that, you seven five seven five, two seven. Oh, seven. 
Yeah, and he's one of one of his NFL comps that I've seen is Maurice Jones-Drew. So that's some you know something obviously Jacksonville is very familiar with. Uh, so if they want to try to recreate what they got with MJD, I think this is the perfect pick. Awesome. All right, moving on. Uh, this is a major steal for me with the Cleveland Browns. So let's recap, recap Cleveland for a second. I took Tristan Wirfs. I took Ash. Was it Ashton Davis that I get? Uh, for the Browns. Yeah. Grant Delpit. No, Grant Delpit. That's right. I was lucky enough to get Grant Delpit. Okay, so now I'm on my third pick. And another stud has fallen to me. A guy I gave a second round grade to, Jordan Brooks, inside linebacker at Texas Tech. Six foot, 240, great athlete. A lot like Patrick Queen. He can go sideline to sideline with ease. The big issue with Jordan Brooks is that he relies completely and utterly on his athleticism. Uh, Ohio State fans will remember Darren Lee. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying Darren Lee... All he did was rely on his speed at, at the linebacker level. Um, so he did had no – and that's what he's been struggling with in the NFL. He's got, he can't read and react. He's got terrible instincts. Jordan Brooks is kind of the same way. Uh, I think – so those are things that he has to work on. Uh, but, again, that's why he's here in the second round. Yep, third round. That's right, third round, third round. Yeah, but I, I really like Jordan Brooks. I think that's a great pick. They, uh, Cleveland needs to address the linebacker position, obviously, with Joe Schobert uh, and Christian Kirksey gone. Uh, that's a great pickup for me. Um, moving on with the 75th pick, the Indianapolis Colts are on the clock. We've already addressed wide receiver and quarterback. We are going to go with another team need here in the defensive backfield, and we're going to safety uh, Jeremy Chen out of Southern Illinois. This is another guy, another small school guy that really turned up at the uh, at the NFL combine. Or I'm sorry, the Senior Bowl. I th- now is, maybe I was confused. Is now what did Jeremy Chen measure at the combine? Because he's a big boy. Right. Yeah. Let me uh, let me pull it up. Yeah, I'll pull. Yeah, he, he he's he he also he shouldn't have any issues moving up to the next level because he checks all the physical standpoints and had a very senior bowl, a very good senior bowl week. So I think this yeah, is a great pick. He's six three, two twenty one. He ran a four four five. So that's pretty fast for as big as he was. There are there are a couple safeties I have higher on the board. I don't think it's a steal. I do think it's a very quality pick. There are but there are a couple guys I have higher on my board. Yeah, his uh, his speed score, which is a uh, which is which is signs of value based on his forty and his body weight, is in the ninety sixth percentile. So he's a you know he's really fast and really big. All right, moving on, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm on the clock, dude. I'm gonna take another absolute. I, I'm gonna take a guy that that I think is a steal here. Cam Akers, hometown boy, running back out of Florida State. I'm really excited to get him in Tampa Bay. Uh, Cam Akers is a guy that really. He got handicapped by his terrible offensive line, the terrible coaching, the terrible offensive scheme. This is a guy that likely would have been drafted in the first round if the offensive had any semblance of, of some of, of an identity. Uh, but, yeah, I really love Cam Akers. He's my highest running back on my board here. He gave him a second-round grade. Very pumped to have him. Add him by some time because my next pick is the – I got three picks in a row. No problem. I really like Cam Akers. I've seen some stats here on him out of Florida State where – you know, he was really running behind one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL last year, or in, in college football last year. He's, um, you know, he's 5'10", he's, he's short, but that's that's no issue for running back. He's 217, he runs a 4.47. he's got 108.7 uh, speed score. He's pretty strong, he, he did 20 reps uh, at, at, at the combine there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Cam Akers. I think he's got the potential here to be, um, you know, if we're talking about like a dynasty fantasy thing, like a, maybe like running back four or five, uh, and that that's that's high praise, you know, because obviously Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, I think he's right behind those guys. 
All right, next pick. I'm I'm ready to go. Denver Broncos. I'm gonna take. Well, let, let me let me make sure here. I got I, I took wide receiver, cornerback. Now I'm gonna take an offensive tackle. I think he was the strongest offensive tackle at the combine. Six foot seven, three hundred eighteen pounds. Matthew Pert at Connecticut had another another guy with an awesome senior bowl. Really good athlete, really quick feet. Uh, he he's from Jamaica. He grew up playing soccer, and you can really tell that in, in the way he plays. Uh, he's probably going to need a, a red shirt season because he he is pretty raw. That's why we're seeing him here. Uh, he relied a lot on his athleticism to just kind of push guys around, and he's probably not going to be able to do that at the next level. But I do think this is a steal. He's my highest tackle on the board. All righty. That's it already? I don't even know who I'm going to take <laughs> that land. That's all you got Sorry, for me? You, God damn. You caught me, Go you caught me here, off here, I tell you what. I, I tell you what. Go ahead and talk <laughs> about Cam Akers some more because your pants – I can tell your pants are getting super tight talking about that guy. I, I I think Cam Akers fits in right away with Tom Brady. I think he's you know that's a that's a big need that they that they have. Um, you know they want to win now. Tampa Bay does. I think Cam Akers can come in and contribute right away. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So right. for the Atlanta Falcons, I'm going to go ahead and take Troy Die out. Linebacker out of Oregon. This is another guy. He briefly had some first round hype. Um, you know, he, he's he's very impressive in coverage. I think he's versatile enough to move in and out, move across all those linebacker spots. I think he's a perfect fit in Atlanta. All right, I'm getting him over here. Let me pull him up real quick. Uh, he you know he's a senior out of out of Oregon. He's six three, two thirty one. Um, he's got a, he's got a pretty long wingspan, seventy eight inches. Um, he didn't really. He didn't run. He, I don't. I don't have his forty-yard dash time here. Um, it would probably slightly. It would probably be slightly, slightly disappointing. Uh, but we can move on. I, I got. I already got the pick for the Jets ready. If you want. Yeah. Let's. Let's roll. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take. Cam Brown, outside linebacker at Penn State. So I, I gave Troy Brown, uh, Troy Dye a, a second round grade. I'm also going to give Cam Brown a second round grade. This is my next best outside linebacker. I'm very happy to have him here. The dude doesn't really. He doesn't miss tackles. I defy you to find. Him on film missing a tackle. So him next to uh, C.J. Mosley, that's a pretty good linebacker core. I think that he can play, and he can play sooner than a lot of people think. So Cam Brown out of Penn State. Cam Brown out of Penn State. I don't have him on my board here. Or maybe well, I have his name. Maybe it's Cameron I have. I don't know. I have no idea. But you got two picks in a row, my friend. I know it, man. So, but you got – so you you yeah, that was the, for the Jets. All right, Las oh Vegas. Oh my god, now I got four again. <laughs> yeah. Dude, right, you so suck. I got two picks in a row, but it's both both the Raiders here. So uh, we went wide receiver and cornerback in the first uh, in the first round. They they're going to have to address uh, their offensive defensive line at some point here. So let's see who I have. I'm going to go with Ray Raquan Davis, defensive tackle out of Alabama. This is a guy I also gave a first-round grade to going into the season. I, w- I remember telling people that I thought he was going to be better than uh, uh, Chase Young. I gave him a second-round grade still coming out. I think there's a better defensive tackle on the board, but he played defensive end in Alabama's defense. Uh, I, this was somebody I was I was once very, very high on. Yep. So, and also, uh, next pick, we'll go with 81, also the Las Vegas Raiders. They've got to replace Vontez Burfick at some point. Uh, so I'm going to go with the, the highest-rated linebacker that I have on my big board, and that's Logan Wilson, linebacker out of Wyoming. I'm trying to I'm trying to find where I have him on my board. Can you hear my 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 chair squeak? Because I feel like it's squeaking really loud. <laughs> I, I I I have not picked up on that, but we'll see when it's, it comes out. In, in oh, the that, that'll be good. That'll be good. <laughs> so I I do have a linebacker higher. 
higher than Logan Wilson on my board. I don't I don't view this as a steal. I view this as a, a solid value, though. I did give him a third-round value. Uh, he's going to play an inside linebacker role much in the same vein as Joe Schobert did. Um, he was once he was recruited as defensive back. He was recruited as a defensive back at Wyoming uh, and then gained 15 pounds of nothing but positive weight, maintained those coverage skills. Um, so I do think this is a good pick here. Yeah, I actually have a note here that he was a two-star wide receiver recruit out of high school. Um, yeah, he, I he didn't is know that. 6'2", he's 241, um, he, and he's a guy that just got better and better. He, he was a freshman All-American. He was the MWC Freshman of the Year. Then he was a second-team second All-MWC. He was a three-year team captain, led the team in, in tackles for two years, and he was a second-team All-American and a finalist for the Butkus Award. Uh, in his senior year at Wyoming. So I think he's just like, he's like the total package and the complete opposite of what Vontez Perfect was. I think he's going to be a good influence, uh, a good culture add here as well. Wow. You knew, I, I didn't know his whole, his whole family lineage there, but all right. So the next yeah. pick, the Dallas Cowboys, I am uh, back on the board. I'm going to go ahead and, and take safety. He's the highest safety on my board. I view him as a huge steal here. I'm going to take Terrell Burgess, safety out of Utah. 5'11", 202 pounds. Uh, he's a great athlete, an insane athlete. Um, I think he he's he can be great in his own heavy scheme. He can also stick to receivers and man. You can play him at nickel. Uh, he does a lot of things for you, very versatile. He is undersized, though. Uh, you know He doesn't crack the six-foot mark, and he's barely over 200 pounds, so he's very much in that – He's going to have to deal with the same issues as Anton Winfield Jr., but I, I'm a big fan of Burgess. I feel like I'm getting a steal here. I feel like he can play. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I've got a third-round grade on him, so I think that 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 fits. He's a five, he's 5'11", 202. Um, you know, he was a you know, he was honorable mention All Pac-12. He was uh, his senior year. He was second team All Pac All Pac-12 All Academic. Uh, so he's a really smart kid. Uh, so I think that's obviously something that you're looking for for you know these guys that are they're going to be playing in those positions uh, in in the defense. But yeah, I mean I th- I think he had a, a breakout senior season. He displays pretty good range and and mental alertness. Um, yeah, I, I mean I think this is a good pick. All right, so next on the board, the Denver Broncos. I, this is a guy I'm super excited to get. Gave him a first round grade. My number two guard, Natane Muti out of Fresno State. The dude is huge adam you could probably have his combine numbers i don't have his combine numbers he's he's absolutely huge body bags dudes man puts him in the dirt his you watch his highlight tape he puts dudes in the dirt and he loves doing it the problem with moody the problem why he's in the third round is because he is always hurt he's only played what 11 games the last two years i think he played three games last year and like seven the year before eight the year before if that he's always and they've yeah. been different injuries he had an achilles injury then he had like a lens frank liz frank uh, injury in his foot, um, so he yeah. he's a whole has a whole plethora of issues. But he he when he is one hundred percent, he is damn good. Look at you! You mean pulling off injury history? I mean, yeah, you're right. He was six two, three hundred and fifteen pounds. Uh, he I only hear I only have him here as playing five games in the last two years. Oh my uh, god, that's sophomore, probably right. <laughs> his sophomore year, uh, he played at left guard, and he was honorable mention all MWC. He played fourteen out of fourteen games. They moved him to left tackle his junior year. Uh, he missed most of the season due to a left Achilles injury, only playing two games. And then his senior season, they moved him back to left guard, and he missed most of that season uh, with a Liz Frank injury, uh, starting and playing in only three games. All right, so the next pick, the Los Angeles Rams are back on the board. I want to be sure who 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 have – the Rams have only had three goddamn picks. I took a tackle and an outside linebacker, right? 
Let me let me pull them up here. So yeah, they yeah this I had you had Brent Tego, Wanogo, and Julian Okwara. Yes. Now I'm gonna take a defensive end. I'm gonna take Curtis Weaver, defensive end out of Boise State. Uh, he I have him as a second round grade. I think this is an absolute steal. I think there's a huge drop off after him. This is a guy that broke a lot of records at Boise State. He absolutely manhandled dudes at Boise State. The problem is that a lot of people don't think he has the athleticism to hang in the NFL. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, Curtis Weaver, 6'2", 265, um, out of Boise State, as you mentioned. He was a uh, freshman All-American in 2017 and a first-team All-MWC. Uh, he led the conference in sacks. He was first-team All-MWC his, his uh, sophomore season and his junior season, redshirt junior. He, he was first-team All-American in, in the MWC defensive player all the year. He led the conference in sacks and tackles for loss. He had 13 and a half. He's had, he had 34 sacks in the three years uh, at Boise State. So, I mean, that's, that's, re- that's a pretty impressive number. He had 46 and a half tackles for loss, so he's really disruptive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the next pick, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. I have the Detroit Lions. I'm going to take Justin Matabuke, defensive tackle at Texas A&M. This is a guy I gave a first-round grade to, and I have no regrets about doing it. I'm getting, getting him in the third round. Uh, I'm super excited about that. He's He's not – the biggest, I think he's just tapped over 300 pounds, uh, but he's got the frame to add more weight if needed, and he's got an explosive first step. So this is going to be he's going to be a great replacement uh, for snacks and, and probably evolve into something better uh, if you know properly coached and all that good stuff. All right, give me one second. I'll get the pick here. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills are on the clock, my friend, and then it's me Buffalo. three times in a row. <laughs> right it's then, it, then it's me five times in a row after that so good good yeah all right so buffalo they selected jonathan taylor um let's see they need edge cornerbacks offensive line corner linebacker um let's see the the highest rated uh you know player on my big board that also fills a need for buffalo is malik harrison linebacker out of ohio state so that's what i'll go with I like that pick. That's a good pick. I'm going to look where I have him on my board uh, because I wasn't even thinking of him just yet. Uh, but maybe that's just because I was overlooking him. I do believe I had a game of third round grade. Um, so I don't, I'm trying to see, let's see here. Do, 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 do. I believe yeah, I, I know had, you were, we've talked about him in, in previous pods and I know maybe you were just maybe slightly um, underwhelmed by him. You said he kind of felt like he got lost, quite, you know, a yes. lot at Ohio State. Yeah, uh, he was a first team All Big Ten. And he led the team in tackles this past year with uh, seventy five. Uh, so you know, he he was productive, but I, I understand what you're saying is that he, you know, he's just not this guy that jumps off the tape when you watch it. Yeah, I project him as a, as a, I haven't projected his inside linebacker. I'm looking at his notes right now. I have him as a third round rated player. Uh, either are inside linebackers that I have higher. I think this is probably a good value for him, not a steal. He's a real banger. Um, he will dominate in the run game, and he does. Offensive players do not like to play against him. But like I said before, he does get a loss. He does get a tad lost. Yeah. But all right, next on the clock, the New England Patriots. I'm back in the game. I'm going to go ahead and take K.J. Hill Jr., wide receiver out of Ohio State. This, again, this is not a steal. Uh, we're going back-to-back Buckeyes. Uh, K.J. Hill, is he He can fill that. I mean, he he's everything the Patriots want. He's a sure-handed uh, slot-type wide receiver that could probably bounce out with needed. Very crisp route runner, and is, is not going to let you down. Yeah, I really like KJ Hill. This is a guy that we've talked about, you know, pretty extensively in, in our podcast. 
Uh, he's a guy that he's got really sure hands. He's a really good route runner. He's not a burner, and I think that's what really hurts his stock here. I think he probably runs four, five, four, six somewhere in there. But I think he, you know, he's 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 a really good route runner, which is able, he's able to create separation with his routes and, and give him, you know, get him open. Uh, and I think that that'll be something that he's going to be able to do at the next level as well. So I, we saw Terry McLaurin. Uh, kind of like burst onto the scene last year in Washington. He was another wide receiver prospect out of Ohio State. We all, being Ohio State alum, think that K.J. Hill is better than Terry McLaurin or it was more productive at Ohio State than Terry McLaurin. So, you know, I think I think we uh, we have high hopes for K.J. Hill here, and I think that's, that's probably a really good fit for him in New England. All right, moving on. The New Orleans Saints are back on the clock. I took uh, T. Higgins to round out that fantastic receiving core. Now I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to take Troy Pride Jr., cornerback in Notre Dame. I gave him a second-round grade. I do view him as a huge steal here. I do think there's a significant drop-off after him. This is a guy with pretty good athleticism that can stick. And, man, uh, his biggest issue, like Malik Harrison, only a different position. He does get a little lost. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if you see some pretty gross highlights of Keenan Allen burning him. Uh, but, again, he does have the athletic profile to stick. Um, this is a guy with good coaching. I think could become a, a really, really, really good, if not elite, defensive back. Yeah, he was. He's out of Notre Dame, right? I think when we had Donovan James on, he he had a story about Troy Pride Jr. saying, and I think Troy was was claiming that he was going to be the strongest safety ever. Uh, oh, he only, <laughs> uh, well, that was the think, that was that was the that that was the uh, oh my god, Elliot. That was Elliot. But Troy, he was talking shit to Troy Pride. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I was gonna say because Troy Pride only had thirteen bench press reps. At, at the combine, so that he, he, I was gonna say, if that's the case, he he was very underwhelming. But um, yeah, five eleven, hundred ninety three pounds, uh, not super productive at Notre Dame, but he was, you know, he's a guy there. He's a four star cornerback recruit out of high school, the number twenty three cornerback prospect nationally. Uh, so you know, obviously, you know, there's talent there. Whether or not it can kind of, you know, kind of be brought out of him at the next level will be interesting to see. All right, onto the Minnesota Vikings. So let, let let's recap. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and announce my pick, and while I'm doing that, you can go ahead and recap. Well, I guess you got the next pick. Whatever. Uh, so I'm going to take Ben Bredesen, guard out of Michigan. I gave him a first-round grade. He's my best guard on the on, uh, left. Um, I, I don't know why people aren't higher on him. I think he can step in. He can start immediately. He won some award that Michigan hands out for toughest player of the year, two-time team captain. Uh, he's at, built like an absolute boulder. I think he mentioned it at 6'3", 6'4", 3'15", 3'25", something in there in that range. Uh, I, I, the biggest problem with him is that he lacks elite athleticism, uh, but he's excellent playing in the phone booth, and I think he can step in immediately and be an impact player. <coughs> All right, so next on the clock at pick 90 is Houston. Uh, Houston obviously traded away DeAndre Hopkins. They've got Will Fuller, who gets hurt quite often. I think they're going to have to add some depth at wide receiver. Also, uh, Brandon Cooks also, you know, has suffered five concussions. You know, who knows how many games he's going to play. I'm going to go with Chase Claypool, wide receiver out of Notre Dame with this pick. That's an interesting pick. I have a couple wide receivers higher than him, uh, but I do think this is a good value. Chase Claypool is a big target, also out of Notre Dame. Uh, Canadian-born. Eh? Eh. Hoser, or whatever they <laughs> I don't know. Oh, shoot. All right, um, let's see here. I got the Las Vegas Raiders on the clock. We have addressed wide receiver, cornerback, defensive tackle, and linebacker. I mean, we, we're doing a lot of work here for the um, for the Raiders here. They let's got a lot see. of picks. When they got a lot of picks, it's really hard. I'm kind of getting yeah. there with the Dolphins. Where I'm like, I don't know. 
<laughs> we're gonna go uh this player is, is pretty high up on my board it, it, we're kind of doubling down with a need here when at defensive tackle we're gonna go jordan elliott out of missouri jordan elliott's a solid pick i'm trying Trying to pull up my board because I think I have a couple deeps of tackles higher than him. Uh, but he's a guy with a pretty with a really good athletic profile, uh, highly recruited guy. I think he started out. Oh my gosh, uh, I think he was at like Texas or something, and then he he just got he was just bumped and bruised, and then he transferred, uh, and then he, he kind of elevated himself at the, at, at Mizzou. All right, next up, pick ninety two. We got the Baltimore Ravens. They need to add some. Uh, add some depth here at the defensive end position. I'm going to go with the best defensive end I have on my big board. That's Alton Robertson, edge out of Syracuse. So that was a player that I was very high on uh, heading into the season. I thought that Syracuse was going to have the most underrated tandem at defensive end possible or, you know, in the country. And that just didn't transpire. Uh, Alton Robinson, I think I have him, yeah, I, I had that as a bit of a reach. I actually gave him a fourth-round grade. So there are multiple people that have higher on ha, have higher rated than him. Is there a reason that you like him this high? I thought he was very underwhelming. No, I mean I don't I don't I haven't I haven't uh, you know scoured his film or anything like that. I just um, you know what that I've aggregated a bunch of these these big boards and that's that's where he's popped up. I got him as like the ninth ranked uh, edge def- ed- edge rusher. So I mean I, I don't I don't have anything. Uh, too profound to say about him. Yeah, he 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 was he came in the year as like uh you know a, a, a dark horse. Uh, him I can't remember the other defensive end. If I looked hard enough in my notes, I probably could find it. Uh, so he didn't face a whole lot of double teams either, and just wasn't a factor enough in my eyes, especially in the ACC. Yeah, that's fair. All right, moving on. We got Tennessee up next. Uh, we've we've done a lot of work for them on the defense side of the ball uh, with uh, Yetzer Gross Matos and Noah Igobigin, in, in big Egbenogin. Is that That's right? That sounds right, dude. I have no idea there. I have <laughs> no idea how to pronounce that dude's name. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and flip on the offense side of the ball. We're gonna add some uh, offensive line help here. We're gonna go Matt Hennessy out of Temple. Matt Hennessy's a guy that absolutely. Was it the combine or the senior bowl? I can't remember where he blew up, but he got some pretty insane height there for a while. It kind of faded away. So I thought that's probably a pretty good value here. That's a guy that I actually gave first round grade to. I'm looking over my notes now. There's one, there's two guys I have a higher grade than than him that are still out there. Uh, but Matt Hennessy, that's a guy that, that could come in and play immediately. All righty. Next up, we got the Green Bay Packers. Again, we've addressed their two biggest needs, in my opinion, at wide receiver and tight end. We're going to flip. Go on the defensive side of the ball here, and we're going to select Stanford Samuels, cornerback out of Florida State. Now, see, I think that that's a guy that I am very low on. So we're starting to get into the wheat. Yeah, I gave him a fourth round grade too, my friend. Stanford yeah. Samuels third. So I don't. I'm not really sure what you're falling in love with. That guy got beat plenty in college, but you know there is some potential there. I suppose. I believe he was pretty highly recruited too, right? Uh, let is me it, see. He, he, he was a four-star four recruit out of high school. He was the number four-ranked cornerback uh, in, in the class, right behind Okuda, Sean Wade, and uh, Darnay Holmes. Yeah, so there's definitely some potential there. But, man, I did. I, he got beat a ton. He got beat a ton. Yeah. But, all right, on to the Denver Broncos. I got 
four picks in a row here, so this will be fun. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to cross off my number one center, my first-rounded graded center, Nick Karras out of Washington. This is a guy that Jeff Risen kind of talks about a lot. Uh, he's a big fan as well. Nick Harris is one of the quickest, most explosive linemen in this class. Uh, he doesn't turn a lot of people on because he's built. He's not built like a dominating offensive lineman that you want. I don't know if you have his combine numbers pulled up. I think he barely cracked six foot, and he's barely over 300 pounds. Yeah, let me let me grab him. All right, but while you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and move on to Kansas City because I know what they want to. There's another first-round target that I eyes. Uh, I, I let's see. Uh, let me try to think. I don't remember who I grabbed for Kansas City yet. So I, I did. I grabbed a cornerback in the first round, um, yeah, Christian, Christian Fulton, Fulton and Josh Uchi. Yep, Josh Uchi. And now I'm going to go with uh, Damian Lewis, who. I get, like I said, I gave him a first-round grade. We had Tim Torch on the show a couple weeks ago, and we all talked about how Damian Lewis is a very efficient run blocker who's got decent size, and he's just you know a boulder that's going to move the pile. This is a good fit for Kansas City, who who is probably going to try to look to get more physical, and he obviously needs to protect Patrick Mahomes, who is the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just kind of circling back to Nick Harris. He's only 6'1", 302, so you're right. That is small uh, for an offensive lineman. Uh, he ran a 5-1, uh, 40-yard dash, which, you know, it, it, that's good. Yeah, that's in the 77th percentile. Uh, moving on to Damian Lewis here, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think he's – I got him, like, as the third-ranked, uh, you know, center it is. Uh, so I, I think it's a good pick. I, I gave him a, a third-round grade, so right where it's supposed to be. Um, let's see. He is 6'2", 327. Um, let see if there's anything – so, special about he was actually a no star offensive line recruit out of high school, so that's a very interesting. Looks like wow. he started out at Northwest Mississippi Community College and then uh, transferred in his junior year to LSU. As a senior, he was Joe Moore, uh, the Joe Moore's Award, um, which is the nation's top offensive line, and he was second team All SEC. All right, now moving on, the Cleveland Browns are back on the clock. I'm very happy with the way the Cleveland Browns draft has gone so far. I've gotten Tristan Wirfs, Grant Delpit. Jordan Brooks, and now I'm going to take Washington tight end Hunter Bryant, six foot two, 248 pounds. Bryant is—he's got a, a wide catch radius. Uh, he's not huge for a tight end, but he's—he's he's a big, big receiving threat. He can make—he can—he can wiggle after the catch. Got plenty of yak. Watch that game against Boise State. Uh, the problem with the problem with him is he's never going to be—he's probably not going to be the inline blocker that you want. Uh, as a number one tight end, but with they just signed the Browns just signed Austin Hooper, David Njoku's kind of you know in that weird purgatory portion of the trade block. Uh, the Browns just signed Farrell Brown, but I don't think that Hunter Bryant is going to be a talent that you can pass up. Uh, I do give him a second round grade, um, and like I said, I'm a big fan. All right, let me let me pull up his information here. I mean, I think the Hunter Bryant, Harrison Bryant. I what I mean, obviously you like Hunter Bryant more, but I think if they're yep. More of a coin flip. Hunter Bryant, um, 6'2", 248. He's not super fast. He only ran a 4'7", 4. Um, honestly, his his workout metrics are a little underwhelming. Uh, he, he did have a really good um, college-wide yards per reception, um, you know, with uh, almost 16 per catch. So, that I mean, and then he, his breakout age is up there in the 81st percentile as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of, you know, there's some good things about Hunter Bryant. I, I, he's not a real plus athlete. And I'm looking at um, there's a there's a player comp right now that I'm looking at that compares him to Jacob Hollister. Um, 
I, I don't okay. have a strong opinion about whether whether that's right or not, but that that seems to be um, kind of like athletically who he you know who he kind of matches up with. I think I think he's much more athletic than his than his numbers indicate, but I guess we'll see. Moving on, the New England Patriots back on the clock, dude. I'm psyched for how I've gotten the Patriots draft class. I got Cole Komet, the number one wide receiver. Then I took KJ Hill, who's who's a quality sure-handed wide receiver. Now I'm going to get a quarterback. I'm going to get a quarterback that's going to come in and comp- compete immediately. Jake Fromm out of Georgia. I get first round grade. Uh, there's a huge drop off after from from's going to come in there. I, I'm not going to compare him to Tom Brady. That's just insanity, but he's the kind of guy he makes. He doesn't make mistakes. So if you got a coach like Bill Belichick that tells you what to do and just basically holds your hand while you make decisions, dude, that might be a recipe for some, some good years. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I've, Jake Fromm has been a guy that's actually kind of grown on me a little bit. He's not somebody that's going to go out there and just absolutely take over a football game. I think he's a he's a he's a more of a uh, more of a game manager than he is like a like a, somebody who can make plays. But he is he's super he, he's super reliable with the football in his hand. He's sure handed, uh, but he you know he is going to rely on his supporting cast. Um, so, I mean, he's, you know, he's kind of maybe like an Andy Dalton. So, you know, some guy that's going to be able to come in, be serviceable, but if you don't put the pieces around him, he's not going to be that good in the NFL. But yeah, so I think it's all about situation for him. That's probably, I think, I feel like that's a pretty solid uh, comparison there. All right. So we, I am on the clock here with the New York Giants. And if, and for those of you that are still paying attention, we are, we are now into the compensatory picks in the third round. Uh, oh my God. Wide receiver tight end edge. Let's see. New York Giants are going to select. They, I mean, they just recently. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. Uh, they had shown, uh, or they had, they had indicated that they are willing to trade Evan Ingram, which just baffles my mind because he's one. He's probably the best receiver that they have on their roster, and I think I heard that San Francisco is interested in 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 Evan Ingram. Uh, it, let's just uh, say they are. They do want to move on. We're going to go ahead and add a tight end here, Harrison Bryant out of Florida Atlantic. I think that's a great pick. Uh, like you said, it's. I don't think it's a flip of the coin. I do think there is more to it. Uh, but I do like Harrison Bryant. He's my number one tight end left on the board. I do think there, there's a huge drop off after him. Harrison Bryant was absolutely phenomenal at Florida Atlantic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, like you said, he's very much in the same role as Hunter Bryant. Uh, definitely more of a bigger receiver rather than a reliable blocker. He didn't block in the Sun Belt or in the Conference USA, so he's definitely not going to block in the NFL. But I, I do like this pick. I do view it as a steal. Yep, he's uh, he is a, he's a tall tight end. He's six five, two forty three. Uh, again, not super not super athletic. He's not overwhelming when you look at his athletic profile or his workout metrics. Only ran a four seven three, uh, but he he was super productive. That that's very evident in his stats uh, at Florida Atlantic. All right, moving on. The New England Patriots are back on the clock again, dude. I'm very happy with this. Uh, so Akeem Davis-Gaither, outside linebacker at Appy State, falls into my lap. I think there's a big drop-off at outside linebacker after him. I gave him a second-round grade. Adam, while I'm ranting, go ahead and look up his combine because I think he barely cracked six foot, and I think he barely cracked uh, 210. Uh, so he's a what very undersized player. Akeem Davis-Gaither. Uh, outside linebacker to Appalachian State. He's a very he he. First of all, he's very active. He he's he fights for the ball. 
Uh, you know, he's he's kind of like he's got that junkyard dog mentality, and you can see that a lot on film. But again, he's a little bit of a tweener with not he doesn't have the athleticism to play safety and doesn't really have the size to play linebacker. But I do think he fits good at outside linebacker, especially in a scheme like the New England Patriots, where they can um, you know, extract all the good while hiding the bad, kind of like what they do with Kyle Van Noy and Mike Vrabel before that. Can't find it. No, yeah, I've got it up here. Um, 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 well, actually, I thought I did. I pulled up one website, didn't have his his workout metric. So, let's see. Oh, you know what? I don't know if he had to have been at the combine. I don't. It's not pull. Like he might have. He might have like done some measurements. He's he's six one two twenty four. He didn't run his forty, or at least I don't have that information. He did not. Yes, yeah, six one two twenty four. There you go. So that's not exactly the most ideal outside linebacker size, but like I said, that's why he's here. That's why he's here in the third round. All right. So the next up, we've got um, Seattle Seahawks at pick one hundred one. Uh, we are going to add um, offensive lineman Tyree Phillips out of Mississippi State. I think that's an okay pick. Uh, I gave him a third-round grade. There's a couple guys I have in front of him. Uh, but, you know, you're talking about a starter in the, from the SEC that definitely held his own. So, yep. I'm, writing, right. that, I'm writing, writing it down so I don't lose it. But the next no pick is mine, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm also going to address the offensive line. Let's see who we got left. Uh, let's see if we got anybody in the interior that makes my pants tight. Shane Lemieux, guard from Oregon. Uh, I gave him a second round grade. This is a guy that is probably one of the most versatile offensive linemen in the draft class. Uh, he played guard. He played tackle. He played center. He was basically all over the field for Oregon. He does not have the athleticism that you'd like, uh, but I think he does a lot. He does enough to, at very worst, provide depth pretty much everywhere. All righty. Next on the clock is the Philadelphia Eagles. We are going to add all. We are also going to add some offensive line help here, and we are going to go with. Let me get there. Ben Barch, St. Joseph's, and we've talked about Ben a lot. I think we mentioned him on um, Donovan's when, when Donovan James was on our podcast. We talked about him a little bit here as well. He's obviously, I think, it's a D three school. Um, so yeah, he, yeah. he's not, not, was not well known, um, going into this off season. Yeah. Ben Bart actually Donovan went down there and said, Ben Barch's table was completely empty. I, I, I think this was a great pick. I gave him a second round grade. I think he plays guard. I don't know if he has, I, I don't know if he's gonna be able to hang it off to tackle at the NFL, uh, but that's probably expected from coming from a D three school. He actually started out his college career at, uh, tight end and gained an ass ton of weight and it was all really good weight all strong weight to become the starting left tackle for st john's the last two three years i can't really remember uh but he's obviously just dominates at that level probably projects better guard but Donovan james was down at the senior bowl said his table was actually empty in his bio he said uh, justin herbert's bio was like two pages long uh just for reference that's how most of them were but ben barch was blank so that that kind of shows where he's coming from but all right uh the los angeles rams are back on the clock i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna take uh inside linebacker 
Evan Weaver from California. This is a guy I gave a second round grade to. I think he is, there's a lot of room for him to grow. I don't think he's very good in coverage. I think he struggled with that at the, the senior bowl. Uh, but I think a lot, everybody chalks it up to him not being athletic enough. I think that the reason he couldn't do it is because that's not what he did. Uh, he, I mean, we're talking about a guy who played defensive end all the way up until his senior year. And then he played outside linebacker last year, but he's got the size six two two thirty seven. 237. Uh, he, he led the nation in tackles with 182 average 14 tackles per game. And he always seems to know where the ball is going before the snap even hits. If you hide him on the inside, that'll hide some of that. That athleticism, that you know, that lack of athleticism that he might have, I'm still not 100 sure about. But we know that he's instinctive and he's active towards the ball. I'm going to give him to the Rams. All righty, I've got you know, you, you're up next anyway. Sorry, I, I was getting ready to oh, just my. jump in there with Baltimore's pick, the last pick in the in the third round, but I I see that I I was uh, premature there. Okay, I'm gonna. You've got one more pick with Minnesota. Yes, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to grab Brandon Jones, safety out of Texas. This is a guy that everybody's going to remember being a big four-star, five-star recruit uh, coming out, was in the Army All-American game. Uh, I don't have his size pull up. I know I have a scouting report that I wrote about him on Browns Wire. This is – oh, that's right. He, he's he's listed undersized because he measured in at uh, 5'11", 198 pounds, but he is a thick – 5'11", 198 pounds, well uh, proportioned. He's got a big lower half, a big upper half, uh, you know, just completely jacked out. I I feel like that he's – I don't feel like that is necessarily a negative is his size. What his negative is is that he is a strong safety and he is not the smoothest tackler. He tackles like – what's the old saying? Looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. He's a little bit of a (laughs) swiper. Barely gets – he doesn't really make contact with the body, which is – issue for you know a position that you really rely on them to make the the tackle yeah absolutely all righty you ready for the last pick dude dude, i am so ready because it's 11 (laughs) 30 i know (laughs) all right hey i've been staring at this name and i i think i'm going to get it right but uh with the last pick of the third round the the baltimore ravens they just got rid of hayden hurst i believe it is and and obviously they they like to run with three tight end sets I know they um, – I think they added somebody in free agency, but I think they're going to go ahead and hear – and we're going to add Albert Okuebunam, tied in Dude, out that, of Missouri. That's damn close. I always call him just Albert O, but that's yeah. damn close. I, I think that's a solid pick. He's my best uh, tight end off the board, uh, or my best tight end left. I don't think it's, it's, a, it's a steal. Uh, I do think that this is probably where he's going to land. And uh, he's a big physical freak. I'm sure you got his numbers pulled up, um, but he doesn't really play like it. He, 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 he'll bust up a seam, but he's not really an intense blocker, and he's not really a great route runner. Yeah, but absolutely. he's an athletic hey. freak, right? You got his numbers yeah, pulled absolutely. up? Yeah, let me pull him up. Actually, I think I could pull up two, two. This is a guy, another guy that I wrote a scouting report. I wrote brief scouting reports on pretty much every tight end that's going to be drafted in this class. And if someone gets taken that's not on this list. Yep. So he he is uh, extremely athletic, yeah, as you mentioned. He's 6'6", 258 pounds, so he's tall. My God. Uh, so he's going to have, a, he's gonna have a, a big catch radius. He ran a 4.49, which is the 99th percentile. Uh, that's that's just blazing fast. He he wasn't super productive at Missouri, but you know Missouri is Missouri, so they're, he was they're going... he was extremely productive uh, last year when Drew Locke was slinging him the rock. Yeah, when, when Drew Locke was there for sure, yes. uh, he had his breakout year with Drew Locke, caught eleven touchdowns. But after that, he was he only had six touchdowns in two thousand eighteen and six touchdowns in two thousand in two thousand nineteen. 
Well, that's it, Only dude. 26 catches last year. That's it. We've reached the end of the Browns Wire We've podcast. But I, I, I want one more shot. I want one more shot at, at uh, Noah out of Auburn. Can You, you ready? <laughs> yeah, go for it. All right. Igba Nagani. Noah Igba Nagani. Igba Nagani. I think that's Good it. Good for you, man. Good for you. I Never know. give up, dude. Never. That's damn, that's inspirational right there. Bro, we've been doing this pod for an hour and a half, and tomorrow we said we're going to do round four and five. So tune in. Oh, my God, man. That's going to be another hour and a half. These comp picks are killing us. These comp picks are killing us. We'll just have to roll, we'll have to roll forward. But this was the Browns Wire Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley 16 Please rate and subscribe. Adam? Follow me on Twitter, more2102. As Josh mentioned at the at the start of the pod, uh, get on, follow us on Facebook. We have the the Facebook group, the Browns Wire Podcast. We'd love to interact with you there. Uh, we are going to be trying to do something special on Thursday, day one of the draft. Whether it, we'll do some kind of uh, draft party where you can either you know kind of join in or listen in as we uh, kind of watch and take in the draft as it's happening, kind of get our first reactions on all the picks. So that should be fun. Absolutely. All right, we're out. All right, see you.